Hi, I'm Dr. Roman, and welcome to Black Women's Health. I had the pleasure recently of speaking with two young women, examples of Black women rising, who are doing fantastic work in Colorado. Take a listen. I have the pleasure of having two very special women with me, Jocelyn and Brittany Reese. Hello, ladies. Hello. So um, what I want to share with the audience is that the two of you are actually located in Colorado. Is that correct? Yes, we are. Denver. Denver, Colorado. And you have, the two of you have created the very first, what do you call it? A wellness center, fitness center. How do you describe your space? founders of Colorado's first fitness and nutrition club or boutique club for women of color. Okay, that's fascinating. So Brittany, tell me how, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did all this start for you? Sure. So I'm our head fitness coach. um, And growing up, I've always been into sports. However, once I became an adult, I quickly found that I had no idea what I was doing in regards to working out and um, taking care of myself. Um, Like many of us athletes, we're used to someone telling us what to do and how to do it without really putting too much thought into training ourselves to learn that. So I was, um, I moved to LA for an internship and I was actually going to school for fashion marketing And I got an internship in Beverly Hills, and I found very quickly that it was hard to meet people out there. Um, And the people in L.A., unfortunately, are not the warmest. So I was um, I was determined to find a way to connect with people outside of work. Mm -hmm. And that's when I thought, you know what, let me let me join a gym. This has two benefits to it. I could meet people as well as, um, you know, stay active like how I'm used to. And once I joined the gym, I was quickly intimidated, not only because there was just a lot of equipment that I wasn't familiar with, and I didn't necessarily know how to program workouts like how I do now, but also uh, in the area that I was uh, living and working, there weren't too many women that looked like me. And so that was discouraging. And I found myself going to the gym later and later every day with hopes that I would have more space um, to just kind of do my own thing and not feel so intimidated mm-hmm. um, by those, you know, meatheads and um, the women in there that, you know, you could tell that they're there often. And unfortunately, I didn't really get to meet too many people like how I hoped just because I started to go to the gym later when, when it wasn't that busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that eventually led me to just kind of stepping out of my comfort zone and asking um, a gentleman that I saw who was there at the same times that I was there, every time that I was there, like, hey, can you, like, show me some things? Like, 
<laughs> I'm a little lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of kickstarted my interest in wanting to learn fitness and uh, the science behind exercise for my own personal knowledge and for my own personal confidence. And once I got a taste of that, um, I took it and ran with it. And I realized that this was something that a lot of women suffer from. You know, I was one of those women who uh, would be on the treadmill or the elliptical for a good hour and then call it good because I was just intimidated by everything else. Mm. So that that is a piece of my journey um, that led me into fitness and the love for it. So can we step back a little bit? You said that in school you were an athlete? So in high school, um, I was an athlete until I got hurt, yes. And what type of sport were you engaged in? I played tennis, um, but basketball was my main sport. And then um, I injured myself, my or I got injured my junior year. And after that, I kind of didn't turn back to sports, but I did lean into my original love, which is dance. Ah, okay. So you live in Colorado. Did you, you didn't feel the intimidation that you felt in California? Um, Well, when I, during the time that I was in Colorado, you know, we're born and raised here in Colorado. So it's home. Yeah, it's home. So we were kind of used to the culture and lack thereof out here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think I had high hopes for L.A., um, thinking that, you know, it's a big melting pot and it'll be different. And so many people like myself go there to, like, find themselves and learn, you know, uh, new things and meet new people. But um, also during my years in Colorado like I was in school and you know I had friends and family already here so it wasn't until I moved um after LA I ended up moving to New York um and that's really when I uh started working actually at gyms and then when I relocated back to Denver then my eyes opened up to like whoa wellness the wellness industry is super white like Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, it was, I guess it was like this all along, but it wasn't until I lived in New York where it actually had that culture that I was wanting. And then I came back to Colorado and I was like, whoa, okay. Something's Something's missing. Something's got to change. Yeah, something's missing. So could you talk a little bit about this intimidation? I mean, did someone say something? Did someone look at you? Um, What how does it get translated? How does it get translated to a person? Yeah, well, for me, I was intimidated by a number of things. I was intimidated by the looks and stares that I would get when I would enter the gym or, um, you know, studios, like, what are you doing here? Um, You know, those kind of looks. Also by, like, the front desk people asking, oh, are you here in a guest pass? You know, uh-huh. making an assumption that <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually a paying member. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also intimidated by the fact that the women who were going to the gyms, like you could tell they put time and effort and, and money into like their gym outfits. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I just threw on an old high school shirt and probably my shorts from PE back in high school and some tennis shoes. So that that alone was like, okay, I don't feel welcome. Um, so was that because you were in Beverly Hills? Oh, well, that had a huge part of it. Um, the gym that I actually joined was in Santa Monica, so it wasn't as um, pretentious as Beverly Hills, but it it had its its ways, um, and it wasn't diverse at all. So I actually ended up relocating my gym membership to um, a more uh, black populated area in LA. And just with hopes that there will be a difference. And there was. That's when I was actually able to, like, meet someone to help me. And Mm -hmm. I felt more comfortable Mm -hmm. there. So culture is everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jocelyn, I don't want to neglect you. Tell me. Oh, yes, I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me, what's your story? How? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um. Brittany and I are sisters. I'm her, well, I'm older than her, but I'm not her oldest. And my story is probably exact opposite of hers. So <laughs> I'm an <laughs> I'm an introvert. So I definitely was not looking for any reason to socialize <laughs> while she was going through her thing. But um, my educational career started in design and construction. And so, yeah, that's where I spend most of my time in corporate America um, in interior design and then also managing projects, oil and gas projects and things of the like. But I hated it. And (laughs) I found myself just like sitting behind a desk all day, eating whatever was in the break room. And I started experiencing um, migraines. and I remember going to my well woman's checkup mm-hmm. and I told them about my migraines and they sent me to a specialist to get help with that. But then they did a pap smear and they told me that I had abnormal cells on my cervix mm-hmm. and they wanted to do a colonoscopy. Colposcopy, yes. Yes, I was not interested in that. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so you women are. <laughs> right all they had they said cone and take tissue out and I was like okay I will see you later and so <laughs> I went home and I just started diving into how can I undo this without having to have procedures done to fix whatever these issues are that I have and that's when I ran into nutrition I had no original interest in nutrition before but I started to see that based on my findings, incorporating more green vegetables into my diet would actually help my body heal. And so I changed the way I was eating behind that desk and I started to feel better and lose weight and gain more self-confidence. And, you know, the social side of me was kind of coming out a little bit. I wanted to step out there and um, make some new friends. And um, eventually I made a lifestyle and a career out of it and became the nutrition coach. So how exactly did your diet change? What did you do? Oh, I just started eating vegetables. (laughs) That's basically, 
that's basically what I did. And the way that it started for me, because I I had no idea that when I look back now that the way I was eating before was disordered. Um, you know, I was just eating lots of starchy carbs. It wasn't balanced with protein. I didn't have very many vegetables or fruits hitting my plate. And so I didn't necessarily like the idea of just eating vegetables for fun until I found green smoothies. Mm. And so I was like getting really creative with the smoothies. And then eventually that led me to juicing. And so I got really obsessed with juicing and the healing benefits behind that. And then I wanted to tell everyone about it. So what were you using as your guide as you were making these changes? Oh, I was using books. Um, I don't even remember the books. I still have the collection that I built from back then of just all these different women that wrote books on how to make a green smoothie, how to juice for detoxing, Mm -hmm. um, how to heal your body from the inside out. And without asking too personal a question, do you still have health issues? No, I don't have the migraine problem. My pap smears are all normal. I even, I've had two children in the last five years and I'm at the healthiest body weight I've ever been in my life post kids. And are you eating just vegetables at this point or have you expanded your diet? Yes. So my my diet is balanced and I like to call it an eating style because diet just feels too restrictive. It's it's a nasty four letter word. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I enjoy eating and so I don't um, really restrict myself, but I found that my body does best on plants. Mm -hmm. So I'm a mostly Mm plant-based eater Mm -hmm. and um, from time to time I might have some lean animal proteins, but yeah, lots and lots of fruits and vegetables. Okay. So, and did you travel like your sister or were you pretty much in Colorado the whole time? No, I traveled as well. I was living in Atlanta while she was in LA and New York. Um, and that was a cultural shock for me <laughs> as well. She had what I wanted. <laughs> so so how does this center come about? Okay, you find a solution for your health issues and... Brittany, you realize that sports really, it resonates with you and you want, and now you're back in Colorado. How does the idea of a center come about? Oh, wow. Well, I must say like the idea didn't, it was not born in Colorado. Oh. Yeah, the idea wasn't, even though we play Spit and New here. Um, But I think it came about because I was visiting Brittany in New York And we were just kind of like unhappy with our current careers or something. I don't know. We just wanted a way out. And so (laughs) right. And so we happened to be watching a documentary on Panama and it looks very beautiful there. And we wanted to go. And so we bought a one way ticket and we went. A one way ticket? Yeah. Yeah. With the idea of not returning. We didn't have any ideas other than to live our best lives. Wait, stop, stop <laughs> and press. I missed an important point here. Weren't you working at the time? 
Oh yeah, we both quit our jobs. <laughs> and we didn't even have passports. We purchased this ticket before we had passports. So this was our first wow. time ever leaving the country. And we're like, you know, go big or stay home. We didn't want to stay home. <laughs> wow. So let's back up. What were your two careers? If Yeah, so at the time I was in construction management working on oil and gas projects. Okay. And I was working for myself um, as a marketing specialist um, for different small businesses, as well as working part-time at a local gym as a membership advisor. Okay. And so that's pretty bold and daring. I'm already impressed with you too. So, <laughs> so you decide enough. Um in, were you in your 20s, your 30s? About how old were you at this point? Um, I had just turned 30. So you, you were 30? No. Yeah. I was like... Or no, 20. I was 29. Okay. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're three and a half years apart. I thought I was younger than that, but that might <laughs> make sense. <laughs> Time has gone by fast. Okay, um, that was so, about eight, nine years ago. So yeah, that's right. So you decide we quit. Let's go to Panama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like, you know what? We'll just go to this country and uh, do some soul searching and really find what it is our pur- purposes. Um, and so we went. We went. I think it was February 2013. Yeah, our family, they were scared, to say the least. (laughs) They were a bit concerned, Um, especially since we didn't plan this far in advance. So we had very little money. We had like $2,000 each. And did you have ideas of where you would stay or you would figure it out once you got there? Uh, We did plan. Like, I really enjoy planning trips. So I was head of that division I guess you could say (laughs) um so we we did have our first few spots planned out uh which were um Airbnbs Mm -hmm. but then once we got there and started socializing and uh, meeting the locals who like literally took us in as if we were family uh we're like oh the sky's the limit we're we don't need a plan now like everything's (laughs) just working in our favor and, and and do you speak Spanish? We both do. Jocelyn oh. speaks it more fluently. Oh, I'm fantastic. very good at reading oh. and writing. Yet another <laughs> reason to be bilingual. Yes. yes. So you could travel. Yeah, that came in handy. Yeah. So we actually ended up starting in Panama. And then once we got there, we quickly learned that it's easy to cross borders. Yes. So we're like, oh, cool. Well, we'll go ahead and start crossing some borders. <laughs> so we went, we stayed in multiple cities um, throughout um, Panama. And then we just started to travel up and we went to Costa Rica and yes. stayed in different parts of Costa Rica. Right. Then There's a tra- highway, right? That takes you from one country directly into the other, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we weren't traveling, you know in style or anything we were traveling on the chicken buses where like literally there were chickens on these buses and goats and all kinds of things and then we ended up in Nicaragua which we fell in love with 
and um, we decided, so at this time we were traveling, it had been like two months. And once we got to Nicaragua, we say, this is where we want to stay. Um, and we just love the people and, and the country. And so we ended up getting a little apartment out there in a small little beach town called San Juan del Sur. Wow. And we're like, okay, we need to make some money because we're running out. Right. <laughs> and so that's when I had the, um, I had it on my mind before we left for the trip to get certified in Zumba. Um, and that was something that I really wanted to accomplish um, because it brought my two loves of fitness and dance together. Yes. And I'm, something told me like, you know what, let me see if they have a certification class out here that we could take. And sure enough, on, I think, like, the day before my birthday, while we were in Nicaragua, there is a class scheduled in Managua, Nicaragua, which was being led by the right-hand man of Zumba, of the creator of Zumba. Um, and we signed up. We traveled there and took this nine-hour class all in Spanish. We were the only Americans. And we got our certification. Then we went back to our little beach town and went to the local gimnasio and said, hey, hire us to be Zuma instructors. Oh, my. <laughs> said, oh, my. <laughs> okay. And so now you're teaching Zumba in Nicaragua. Yeah. Teaching Zumba in Nicaragua. Our um, visitation visa ran out, so we had to come <laughs> back to the States. We had to travel back down. <laughs> yes. And um, literally, our family and friends back home sent for us because we ran out of all of our pennies. <laughs> and so <laughs> when we got back here, um, there's, a, there's a large church in Denver, a historic church called New Hope Baptist Church. Um, in the center of our community and they host Zumba classes free to the community and they happen to be looking for a new instructor. So the lead that was looking for the instructor called our dad and said, Hey, like we kind of heard that your daughters might be Zumba certified. We want them <laughs> to try out. And so we tried out for the class and they liked both of us. So we both became the instructors of this class and the class size grew like I don't know what it started at but we were teaching about 100 men women kids at the same time in this church gym oh, instructing fantastic. Zumba yeah and um it was so much fun and what happened was they just got to get to know us and they wanted to know like what else do you guys do to stay well and happy and I'm like well I juice and so I introduced them to juicing. And then Brittany's like, well, I, you know, train, do strength training and boot camps. And so we introduced them to that. And it was actually a participant in our Zumba class. I don't remember who, but they were like, why don't you guys just do this? Like, together. put it together, <laughs> like fitness oh. and nutrition. And so we looked at each other and we were like, fit, fit and, and new. new. <laughs> This made sense, right? It makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> and it wasn't even our idea. We need to figure out who gave us the idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's a fantastic story. I mean, that's that's a great story. But now that it becomes a business. Yeah. And there are a lot of things you have to do. So how did you, 
you know, go from this fantastic lifestyle that you're having um, to forming a, a club or a center. Do you call it a center or a club? I'm sorry. I keep. Um... Oh, we. Oh, no worries. We call it a club. You call it a club. Okay. Uh-huh. So making that a reality, what, what were the next steps? Good question. So for a very long time in business years, which was like the first year or two, uh, we were just mobile with our business, meaning we were hosting classes and workshops and in different community centers, libraries, churches, things like that, parks. Um, But then it occurred to us that this issue that like I mentioned that I experienced in LA um, and even in Colorado, it still stood, which is not seeing a space that makes women of color feel included and in, mm-hmm. like they belong. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it was just put on our hearts that we needed to create a space. Like we already have the buy-in with what it is that we're offering fitness and nutrition coaching um, and training, but now we need a space so women could retreat to it. So that way that their wellness journey isn't so daunting. And it's something that they look forward to. Um, and also not so sporadic. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean by not so sporadic? Well, just because I feel like in our culture, we are quick to jump on like fitness or diet trends you we jump on and off of things to try to get well and we were interested in helping women that look like us build habits that they can Ah, sustain okay a lifestyle yeah right yeah and so that's when we started to looking into actual an actual space to um call fit a new home and it took us a while to actually get to where we're at now um, which is a 2200 square foot boutique health club in Aurora Colorado Um, prior to that we were just in like renting out office um, like suites in very small office suites Um, and and we would use the business parks fitness center for the training and then Jocelyn would do all of the nutrition coaching in our office space um, but in 2018, um, I told Jaws like now is the time because we started our business in 2015 and I told Jaws like, okay, now's the time we have to create this space. Um, but- and I said, no, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to give some context in like our personalities, if you haven't noticed, I'm, I'm the big idea sister <laughs> and I, I like to shoot first and aim later. And she's all about like, we need a plan. We need steps. Yes. Steps is her favorite word. And I'm like, why do we need steps? We just need to do it. (laughs) And so I'm trying to tell her, like, I just had a vision. We have this space. We create this space. And it, it like, we, we build the art and they will come. We just have to do it. And she just wanted to know the steps. I didn't uh-huh. have the answer. <laughs> but um, I persuaded her and we found a way. Um, it was a struggle with, you know, getting the financial help that we needed, but we made it happen. 
in um, 2019, we had our grand opening in March. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, everything was great. The, we built the ark and they did come. But then COVID hit. <laughs> uh, well, before, before you start talking later. about COVID, I want to mm-hmm. know what was the reception from Black women in the community? What were you hearing? Or what were they saying to you? Because this was the first of its kind, correct? Yes, first of its kind, definitely. Um, and you know, so, go ahead. Well, we when we opened it up to the Black women and all women of you know diverse races in our community, they would step into the space and thank us, like right off the bat. Mm. Just wanted to show their appreciation for us being intentional about the vibe that we created. And then when we would take them from the front door and tour them through each room all the way to the back of the space of the studio where we host our classes, there were tears. Most of the women that would come through there would leave crying. Mm. And uh, just reflecting on that now, like how we haven't been able to be in our space and just thinking about all the energy that it created is just beautiful. So the reception was very well welcomed and received. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. representation matters. It clearly matters. Um, And so just to be clear, at this point you're offering a number of fitness classes or is it just Sumba at this point? No, at this point I was just, I was officially certified as a personal trainer and group fitness instructor. So um, I I wanted us to get away from Zumba, actually. And that was a very difficult thing, Um, something that we struggled with for a long time, because that literally is how we got our start. And that's how people defined us, the Zumba (laughs) sisters. (laughs) Um, And here, you know, with leading our fitness division, I'm like, we have to step out of Zumba because... I have so much to teach these women when it comes to building their bodies and strengthening them and corrective exercises and all kinds of things. And Zumba doesn't allow me to do that. So we started doing what we called small group training, which um, uh, my specialty is functional training. So we're implementing a lot of like uh, weighted balls and kettlebells and dumbbells and you know, straps and things like that. And um, unfortunately, a lot of our Zumba followers weren't with it. They're like, we just want y'all to dance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is doing too much. We don't want to deal with any equipment. We don't want, we don't want to challenge ourselves in that kind of way. And so that's when it occurred to us that we really need to uh, educate more so yes. people could understand the importance of this style of training well um, can you can you speak on that what is the importance of why is the kettlebell better than just dancing yeah so don't get me wrong dance cardio dance aerobic is is a great way of working out um but it's a great form of cardio but our body just like how, you know, you could get tired of eating the same thing over and over and over. Our body hits a plateau if you just keep doing the same type of activities over and over again. So 
I always say, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. So in order to change and challenge yourself, you have to switch things up. You have to um, try strength training, which is going to help to uh, build the muscle and Uh also help turn your body into a fat burning machine. Uh You know, for every pound of muscle that we gain, we burn on average an additional 70 calories. Um, So the importance of strength training helps us not only as, you know, just getting stronger and to be able to do our daily activities with ease, but as we age, especially for women, it helps with, you know, protecting our bones and keeping Mm -hmm. us mobile Mm -hmm. um, and also just um, overall fitness um, is going to help our mental state. And so um, like just different type of things like challenging your body with using kettlebells you know doing more metabolic training that's going to help with your metabolism and keeping that revved up um and so with our our classes they're very versatile and i always say you know no matter what level you're at i can meet you there just just meet me here at the class and i can meet you there there's modifications for everything but just know that you're going to be challenged in different ways every single time because that's how you're going to really arrive to the change. And if I'm understanding this concept, it's not as though I take a class and I'm done. This is something that I continue to do because I always want to incorporate some sort of physical activity into my life. Right, right. And we we celebrate our members for any type of physical activity, um, not to be mistaken for exercise. So meaning like if it's just, you know, Hey coach, I walked my dog today, or I actually did made it to that other block, or I went out and worked in my garden. I took the stairs instead of the elevator. Like we, we are often saying that every little bit counts. Um, But we do make sure we have a a structured class schedule so that way we could get our members on to a a good routine um, because routine is necessary for creating healthier habits. So it sounds like there's individual assessment and then there's group activity. Yes, we have a number of um, individual assessments from like doing a fit test on the fitness side to a body composition analysis, um, which gives a full overview of your water levels, your body fat mass, your muscle mass, your basal metabolic rate, visceral fat, um, to on the nutrition and wellness side, um, Jocelyn could speak more to like the balance checks that we do there. Mm-hmm. So, right, Jocelyn, are you offering cooking classes or is, or is this is different? Yeah, this is different. So every member that comes through Fit and New will be assigned a nutrition coach and a fitness coach to help them um, activate their plan. So on the nutrition side, though, it's not just food with us. We view nutrition as the things that you eat on and off of your plate. So those Mm -hmm. off of your plate things are really what feeds you. That's like your satisfaction with your career, a spiritual Mm -hmm. practice, Um, interesting a comfortable home environment Mm -hmm. um, all these different things there's actually 12 different areas that we identify as your primary food Mm 
And so when you come in and work with any of your nutrition coaches on the fit and new side or on the new side, we're going to help find where your imbalances are so we could balance those out. Because what happens is we've learned that when we are um, not so satisfied with another area of our life, it's going to impact the decisions that we make with our plate. What are we eating? How much of it we're eating? And also how energized or lack thereof we feel to even move. Right. You demonstrated that in your own personal story. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. So, and then COVID hit. So what happened to your practice, your group, to the club? Oh. Yeah, the club. So um, we had to shut the club down exactly one year to the day of our grand opening. And that didn't wow. stop us, though. We did not let COVID settle into our wow. mindset. What, what it did for us is it caused us to think out of the box and get really innovative and to ask some tough questions surrounding what does our community need right now? What does our community need? And the answer that we came up with was they just need to feel good. And so we started um, doing dance breaks on Facebook Live. Prior to COVID, (laughs) we were not active on Facebook and Instagram like that. (laughs) Like... We definitely were not going live, um, but every day we would do 15-minute dance breaks at noon and um, just to reach our community, and then we started doing, like, live cooking classes. Um, we started our podcast. Yeah, we launched our podcast live on Instagram. So we, we at that point, we were just trying to create touch points. Yes. Yeah. And then all of our classes were virtual, so... Um, that literally happened the day that, uh, our city mandated that gyms shut down the next day we were online. We were, we didn't take COVID as an excuse to like take a break or anything like most business owners did, um, because we weren't thinking about ourselves at all. We were just thinking about our members, how they need us, especially now. Um, and they need that support to keep them going and empowered. Well, you actually were able to increase your audience because it's not just li- limited to uh, to Aurora, Col- Colorado now. Mm-hmm. You can be global. Right. Yes. And that That part was pretty amazing because our ultimate vision is to serve and save the most women of color in the nation, let alone the globe. And we didn't realize that we would be doing that in 2020. We were thinking like, oh, (laughs) down the line. (laughs) But 2020 had other plans like, no, now is your time. Lean in. Fantastic. And so any new programs or uh, plans for the business Yes. So um, we have a 12 month diabetes prevention program that we called, we call it Emphasize Life. And we operate that virtually. And um, we're super excited about that because we've teamed up with our public health department to make that happen in our communities. But now it's open to anyone that is pre-diabetic. 
Um, so that's one of our priorities for 2021 and beyond. And then we also just launched a monthly challenge this month called Fit and New Febolution. And it's just a way for anyone who wants to um, can join in on a dollar a day and commit themselves to practicing a new nutrition habit or new fitness habit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Like it's been well received this month, so we'll more than likely just keep that going throughout the year too. So, don't you have something else with habits, uh, or is that the program that you just referenced? Yes, Fit and New Fabulation is the twenty uh, eight day habit formation challenge. So, uh, we like to call our style of coaching habit based coaching, and this challenge will definitely get you. Um, started on our approach of developing these healthier habits. But even as a member, you're going to receive this type of coaching ongoing. Um, and we'll, we really pull back those layers more and more once you're a member. We have a habit and heart rate tracking app for all of our members. So they could actually journal their food with photos and their nutrition coach will see it. They can track their heart rate and activity level and intensity. Um, So me, their fit coach can see it. And and then we give feedback and solutions to help them to keep going and to uh, make that shift and start to crowd out the bad with the good. So at this point, are you open to people outside of your local area? We are. Um, COVID has allowed us to accept members from all over. And at this time, we are 100% online. We're 100% virtual. So anyway, anyone could have access to all of our services and offerings, uh, with the exception of our body composition analysis. Um, That's something that we have here at our location. But we do have a list of other places in other states that have the same machine that gives the same report. And then we can translate that report for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, how does someone find you? How do they, how do they sign up? This all sounds fantastic. Thanks. Well, um, visiting our website is a good place to start. It's fitandnew.com, F-I-T-A-N-D-N-U. And um, also following us on all the social platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And that's at Fit and New, F-I-T-A-N-D-N-U. And then also you can follow our blog on medium.com. You could just search Fit and New. Uh, okay. We have a lot of, lot of great healthy tips and um, just addressing a number of things that are unique to women of color. Okay, so Facebook did you say Instagram? Yes. Okay. And so Twitter. Twitter. Just all social media. Yes. yes. We're there now. We put ourselves all <laughs> the way out there. Wow. So very, very impressive, ladies. Thank what a great story. So yeah. In our last few minutes, do you have any anything you'd like to share with us? Um, no, other than thank you. We, we really enjoy being able to tell our story. I don't think this is something we do enough. And it... no, I mean, it's a great, I mean, 
That's a great story. I mean, it's a story, even even the COVID aspect of it. I mean, being able to at some point say, I'm going to quit my job because it's not fulfilling me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, um, it takes a certain amount of fearlessness to be able to do that because you don't know. You're leaving security for an unknown situation. And to be able to do that um, is, is very impressive. And then to see how that one thing led to another thing, which led to another thing. And now here you are able to help people and feeling fulfilled at the same time. That's yes. huge. Mm-hmm. We're definitely blessed. Very grateful. Thank you. Well, thank you for your story. It was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure uh, talking with you. And I can only hope that it gets even bigger and better. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You You too. too. Bye-bye. Wow. Until the next time, why don't you find a Black woman to celebrate? Take care.